That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch and shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the passball! Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz fall to the Rockets tonight, 120 to 110 right here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Let's get to your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, the Jazz shot 46.7% from the field. They were 22% from three. They were led by Donovan Mitchell's 31 points on 12 of 24 shooting. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had 22 off the bench on 10 of 16 shooting. However, he only had two points in the second half. Uh, Mike Conley with 13 points tonight. Rudy with 12. Uh, Bogdanovich with 12. But uh, you mentioned in the previous segment, PK, uh, they needed somebody else to have a big night. I know Clarkson was good in the, in the first half, but they needed somebody besides Donovan to help carry some of that weight. Yeah, I guess I could have put, uh, I, I just said Bogdanovich was the only other player capable of, but now that I think about it, Clarkson uh, but, you know, he's a bench guy. He had a phenomenal first half overall. You'd look at the game, and it wasn't consistent, but he certainly did well in the first half, and you'd probably take his output like that. Uh, to ask him to repeat the first half, that might have been a little bit too much because right. he's not a, a James Harden. You know, he's obviously been very good for the Jazz. But I think when you look at the scoring and, and who most likely can score more, you're probably going to look at Bogdanovich. Of course, uh, 20 for 48 is what the Rockets shot from three, 41.7%, uh, making 23s. That's a, that's a big deal even for the Rockets. James Harden with 38 points, Russell Westbrook with 34. Let's throw things now down to the podium where Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. We're open for questions. Andy? Quinn, I, you know, I don't know that this was the biggest issue, but again, you guys struggled from the three-point line tonight, shooting only 22%. Is there a particular reason you seem to struggle against this team in particular uh, at kind of making the threes that you guys get? I don't, I don't, it's hard to generalize on that. Um, you know, I thought we, we had good shooters with some good looks and um, didn't, didn't knock them down. That's um, which we have. You know, and I think our when you, you don't make um, shots, it, it impacts your defense. You know that said, I thought the, you know the third quarter we we didn't have the same energy we needed on the defensive end. You know we didn't get our hands on balls, we didn't get deflections. You know we fouled once, which tells you a little bit about you know our aggressiveness. So um, and there's a, a number of things that you know you can point to as far as the three point shooting goes. I, I, I don't know if you can attribute it to Houston or, or not. You know, I feel like we we got some good looks. <clears throat> on the flip side, on um, offensively, they were eight of nine in the first quarter from three. Can you do more to dictate that, or do you just run into it some nights? No, I mean you're gonna. You know, it's very difficult to take away hard and step back. You know, I think the the thing you can try to do is not foul. Um, you know, and he made some early, and then you know their team didn't. You know, everybody knocks them down. You, you hope that. You know, there's a law of averages, and that did play out. You know, as, as, as far as in the first half, and they started missing some. You're going to give, 
you're going to give some up to some of those guys if you're you know you're in position to to do the things you need to do against James. Um, you know, maybe a few of them early. I thought maybe we could have been a little closer, contest a little harder. But um, like I said, you're going to give some stuff up in that respect. I think you can hopefully do as much as you can prior to impact it. Quinn, against a team like this, that they don't have the length and height that you guys do, is there something more that you can do to get Rudy involved and get maybe the ball to him closer to the rim? Yeah, that's a, kind of an ongoing conversation. When you watch when we play, they, they commit two or three guys to Rudy at all times. And, you know, even when you try to throw the ball up, um, they're flying in. And, you know, people think of them, you know, Covington's not small. Um, you know their wings, their house isn't small. They're, they're, you know, their wings are, are athletic, and you know they, they commit to that, and that's why we got some got some good looks. But you know when we do get it inside, we've got to finish too. Quinn, after uh, last night's game, a lot of the guys in the locker room were talking about the need to come out play with more force, more mm-hmm. intensity, more effort all the time, not just having it be a sporadic thing. Yeah. How did you feel? Uh, the team did in those areas tonight overall? I thought we were, you know, last night wasn't a great, you know, that's a low bar as far as that goes, but um, I thought particularly offensively, you know, especially against Houston, um, that's, you know, it's part of the game plan is to try to play vertically um, and to be able to play through them. And, you know, there were times we did that and there were other times we didn't. With respect to Rudy, you said that it's an ongoing conversation. You mean as far as... No, I meant with Houston because they do such a good job of, you know, they switch and pick and roll and get below him, so it's very difficult for him to roll. And a lot of times the situation he's in is, you know, being spaced where guys can attack the rim and um, having a chance to offensive rebound too. So um, when teams are that committed, you know, to putting bodies on him, they foul him every time he got it. And, you know, when he, meaning when he's tried to finish, and um, that's clearly part of what they've committed to against. Um, you know, we saw that last night against San Antonio too. So, you know, Rudy has to just continue to work to get his. And there's going to be nights when teams play a certain way, and you know, those opportunities aren't going to be there. Coach, I saw you employ zone defense a few times uh, during the game. Is um, what are your initial impressions of that and the effectiveness tonight? And is that something a Houston tactic, or is that something we'll see going forward? I mean, it's something that you know we've talked about at various times, and sometimes head of the game, um, you know, considering using it and then ended up not doing it for whatever reason. But you know, it's just an opportunity to give them a little different look, you know, in certain situations. I thought. You know, we had some success with it in the first half. Um, part of the nature of zone is you're you're going to give something up, and um, you know whether or not the ball goes in sometimes makes you feel whether or not you're playing playing well. And so, I, I don't I don't think it's anything that um, you know necessarily commit to. You know, the way that you know Syracuse would. Um, but it is something that, that we felt like, you know, giving, really it comes down to giving James Harden different looks, you know, or if he's out of the game, um, you know, in certain matchup situations. So we felt like it was something that we could do to change the game a little bit. 
couple things right there, PK. That was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. His team falls tonight to the Rockets, 120-110. to He mentioned defense in the third quarter, and that certainly was the problem. They were outscored 38-19 to in the third, PK, after taking a lead in at half. And you and I are sitting here watching the game and keeping an eye on the Cougar game at the same time. And, you know, at that point, it was going to be nearly impossible to get back in it in the fourth. Yeah, that's why you th- I think you have to really match them offense for offense you can talk about defense but they have an onslaught of offense obviously speaking of the Rockets so it's important for you to match them and then right off the bat it wasn't working for the Jazz in the third quarter so the Rockets were able to put the Jazz on their heels early in the third quarter and then essentially for the rest of the game and that becomes difficult. And Coach Snyder's talking about how it's very difficult to guard the hardened step-back three. I'll take it a couple of steps higher. It's impossible to guard that step-back three. You can do everything you can possibly do, and he steps back, and you risk foul, and then you're just at the mercy of his ability to make that shot. And he had it going on, 6 of 11 from three. Uh, what, what are you supposed to do? It's almost to the point of you can try, you can knock your head against this wall, you can do whatever, but if he's going to be playing like this and then these, these supporting cast guys, these role players, are shooting the ball well, I mean, what are you supposed to do? You just have to find a way to play sound principles defensively and then leave it to the fates of whether the ball goes in or and or I should say and or you have to be prolific on the other end offensively. And then uh, Gordon and I talked about this the other day, PK, and I, I get a lot of people ask me about why, you know, with this Rocket small ball lineup, you know, why can't they just have Rudy uh, get him the ball high and let him let him dominate? And Quinn broke it down uh, exactly why right there is when they switch the screen, somebody gets below Rudy and then there's somebody between he and the basket. And when they get him the ball in those circumstances, the other team's going to foul. And the refs maybe call it and maybe they don't. But Rudy has a tough time at that point getting the ball up over his head where he can finish. And it makes life really difficult for him. Where Rudy is effective offensively is when he's rolling and there's nobody between him and the basket and he can take a high pass from Joe Ingles or whomever and put it away. There's all sorts of traffic that the Rockets can put around in front to the side, behind Gobert. And then you're asking guys to, to get him in the ball in a manner that they haven't had to do or do. To me, it's like a college football team. All of a sudden, oh, you're going to have to prepare for Air Force or the service academy's I've option. That, uh, I've used and that you comparison. haven't done that at all. It's yep. not like in the conference you do it once a year, but you get these non-conference teams. They haven't faced this forever. Now you're asking them just change everything and forget all the stuff that we've been doing. Now we got to do this. So offensively, you're asking all the jazz guys, okay, now you need to do this, and you're not used to doing it. And I'm frankly, I'm not sure Rudy's that good enough at that and his hands to be moving and all. He's used to getting the ball high, as you say, and following through and being able to dunk it, put it up off the rim, not have some moves where he has to go in traffic. Even when he makes some of his left-handed hooks, they're not in a congested area. Right, It's where he has some space to move. So the Rockets can clog it up. And I realize they don't have 6'10 guys, but they've got, as, he, as Coach Snyder says, Covington, a 6'7 guy, combined with some other guys that create all sorts of 
congestion around Gobert, and that becomes difficult. And you can't get totally out of what you do and just focus on, well, we've got to get Gobert underneath the underneath the basket. It sounds good in theory. Right. I just don't know how you can do it consistently when you haven't been doing that, and that's not really your game. The game now is regarding uh, the three so much, so you can't deviate completely from what you do. Let's take a look at your points in the paint on that topic. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Tonight, points in the paint. The Jazz uh, outscored the Rockets by a bunch, 64-36. to And, you know, there in the fourth quarter, Donovan Mitchell was just taking it to the basket and trying to be aggressive each and every time. And we talked about this at half. I mean, that's where the Jazz actually have their advantage. If you want to talk about the size, it's not necessarily Rudy. It's, you know, beating the first line of defense. And then they don't have somebody like Rudy or previously Clint Capella to to clean well, it nobody, up. Yeah. yeah. So once you get into that paint, right. you should have a high percentage finishing. And the Rockets are willing to live with that. Right. Obviously they are. Yeah. They've made a calculated decision that if it comes to that, okay, fine, we'll give you the two, but then we're going to go get a three at the other end anyway. Or we're going to have Westbrook doing his thing. And at, at the worst, we're going to be tied and then we're going to get that advantage on the plus three that we do so well. Uh, quick update for you, just as they take the score away. Uh, we'll keep an eye on this BYU-Gonzaga uh, game for folks riding home in their car, wanting to get a little post-game oh, five, sound. 75, but, uh, 70, 606 to go. Yeah. You know, we'll keep you updated on that. Coming up right around the corner, uh, we'll get some sound from the locker room for you as well. want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz fall to the Rockets tonight, 120 to one. 10 more straight ahead here on your jazz radio network Game night post game show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. 120 to 110 is your final. The Rockets beat the Jazz tonight. Let's uh, check out your assist feature. Proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller dealerships throughout the Utah Jazz season. Larry H. Miller dealerships donating $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller charities. We are driven by you. Tonight, uh, PK, the Jazz had 18 assists on 42 made field goals. They were led by Mike Conley, who had seven. Joe Ingles added four. Donovan Mitchell uh, with three. But against the Rockets, PK, the way they play defense, it's not your normal ball-popping jazz offense. It's uh, it's a lot of ISO. It's they, they take away, and we were talking about it in the last segment with Rudy Gobert, they take away a lot of the aff- offense that the, uh, the jazz want to run. Yeah, they do. And you got to find ways to make your adjustments. It's just a funky way to play basketball. To me, it's going to be really interesting when the postseason gets here to see what the Rockets do. Can this, what I would call, quotation marks, experiment work to the level that they're hoping? I mean, if it does, what does that mean for the big man in the middle? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think it's going to work all the way. I don't think they're going to get to the finals. I think they're probably going to have a playoff disappointment, but they can sure make life difficult for teams along the way. Well, I think they'll run into some issues when 
and James Harden, hey, he's unstoppable. We, we've talked about it a bunch, right? He averages 36 points almost. I mean, in, in, tonight he was just phenomenal. But, you know, Kawhi Leonard makes life difficult for everybody. And if you've got a defensive player that can at least make life difficult for James Harden, I mean, even throw LeBron in there. I mean, uh, that'll be really interesting to see how Houston reacts then. Yeah, and then I think especially the Lakers with Anthony Davis and LeBron. Yeah. Because Anthony Davis and both LeBron, both those guys are big men who can do whatever you need to do. You want to go inside, you want to go outside, it doesn't really matter. They have the ability to do that, and they're highly skilled around the basket. And so how are you going to defend them? Now, if you're just blitzing it on the offensive end, I guess that's going to do that, and you're going to be okay. But they're just going to put so much pressure on you. And as I've been saying, I, I, I don't think the Jazz played awful tonight. It's just the Rockets were better. Down to the locker room we go. Tony standing by with Donovan Mitchell. Mindset. Uh, it's a mindset. Uh, are you saying we didn't play hard? No, we. Um, I think it's more of a mindset. I think we played hard. We did a lot of good things, but you know, I think at the end of the day, we those slippage. We had few slippage. Is uh, however you say it. Um, again, then you know that leads to them getting threes. You know, miss rotations. Um, third quarter, we kind of came out a little stagnant. We moved the ball great the first two quarters, and the third quarter, we kind of got a little bit of a, you know, kind of ISO like you know. But you know, it's 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 not a selfish thing. It's just you know, it's sometimes you just get that way. You know, but we got to find a way to get back into our ball movement uh, much quicker. With the way that Houston kind of collapses around Rudy, is there anything that you guys can do to be more involved? Um, I mean, you know, we, we're trying to find them. You know, at the end of the day, they do a great job. You know, he even had, what, six rebounds. Like, you know, they're, they're putting all their emphasis on making sure he doesn't get the ball. You know, so, you know, we're going to keep looking. You know, um, obviously, we don't think we play him again. But, you know, I think the looks were there for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we got a lot of open shots out of them trying to collapse on him. And I think that's what we want. Thing and I'm not trying to get you in trouble with it, but do you feel like it seemed like you were frustrated with kind of the inequality of the calls between you and Harden? Um, no, I mean he, he's he's an expert at it. You know, he's an expert at drawing fouls. You know, I mean my th- me specifically or the team when you ask that question when you say. I saw it. Um, I think, you know, like I said, he's, he's an expert at it. You know, he's mastered it. You know, that's what he does. And, you know, I, for us, we just got to be able to play through it. You know, there are times where the calls are going to go our way and the calls aren't. You know, sometimes, you know, you can't really let it affect you uh, in different ways. But there are times where we definitely got frustrated. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. It's visual. We're definitely out there. But, you know, it's a matter of what you do next. You know, at the end of the day, you know, there were calls that he got frustrated and they got frustrated on, but they were able to move on. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing if we can take away from that. The, the concept play hard 48 minutes how much is that is that magnified more against a team like the Rockets um, against yeah I think against a team you know where you got to be locked in you know you got to understand if we double you know the road to where the rotations have to be um, understanding who likes to get to what spot you know understanding who's in the on the wing versus who's in the corner you know I think there's a lot of mental behind that it's not even just like the physical component you could play hard but you got to play smart as well and I think that's um, something we did we did a good job of, but we had lapses you know I think we, and that was the biggest thing You've talked about trying to play through a number of different things. How much do you feel like your team has allowed a mistake or, or a misfortune compound and turn into multiple? Yeah, um, you know, there are times where it kind of is like you miss a few shots that are open, you know, miss a few good looks, and then they come down and hit a tough three or a three and when you, you do everything right on the defensive end. You know, it, uh, I think the biggest thing for us is to find a way to, to move on to the next play. You know, it definitely hurts for sure. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, it's easy to just move on, but we got to find ways to just move on. And even if we miss four or five in a row, our defense has to pick up even more.
With the way they spread the floor now, what kind of pressure do James and Russ put on defense? Um, I think they, they, they do a good job of getting to the paint. You know, you never know. You know, with Russ, you know where he's going. You know, but James, you never know where they could be the paint, the three. Um, and they do a good mm-hmm. job of it. You know, they kind of attack with a fearless mindset, but also knowing that, you know, if they get stopped, you know, they have guys who can knock shots down. So it makes it really tough on, on, a, on a defense, but that's why you got to stay locked in. We did a really good job of that uh, when we played them uh, at their place. You know, and like I said, you have a few lapses that leads to a 10-point loss. So we really like we were right there. We were up at half, you know, so I think it's just a matter of just a few laps and a lack of, uh, I wouldn't say urgency, but just being right, being being there, having each other's back. You really took over in the fourth quarter. Is that something you think you can do more of? Are you pacing yourself? Um, no, I mean, I think for me, um, just trying to attack, you know, and um, some of the shots that I missed or in the in the first half I started to make and started to just become confident. The biggest thing is to keep shooting. Um, I'm not, I shall not, never been shy. You know, just go out there and just continue to find ways to get downhill. Um, I think for me, you know, kind of not letting it get to a, what was a 13 point lead and then, you know, kind of being more aggressive. I think doing that earlier um, and also finding my spots, you know, a little bit better. But like I said, you know, we trust your teammates. You know, we made a, we got a lot of good things in the first half. Got a lot of great things, you know, especially with the unit. I think it was like George, Joe, um, JC, uh, Mike, and, and Juwan. Like they, they moved the ball well, so being able to do that, so just trying to find the balance that and not really have to just go every time. And I think I've, this year especially I've done a pretty good job of that. Thank you, guys. Guys, that's Donovan Mitchell. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony. And Donovan did turn it on in the fourth quarter uh, tonight. It was a little too little too late. Uh, he had 31 points, 12 of 24 shooting. But one thing, and he was asked about the the, the fouls and James Harden that uh, was not Donovan who initiated those comments. But PK, tonight is not really the night to complain about James going to the foul line. I mean, he only went to the line nine times. He averages 13 trips to the line a game. And there's no doubt he's a master at, at drawing, drawing fouls. But uh, I don't think fouling too much was the Jazz problem tonight. In fact, Quinn Snyder in his address said they fouled too little in the third quarter. Uh, he did say that, yeah. Uh, you're absolutely right. I don't think refereeing or fouls or lack of fouls or too many fouls, uh, you're right. I don't think that was an issue at all. It was just the Rockets' offensive onslaught that was an issue. Uh, and I don't even think that the Jazz were just pathetic defense by any stretch. It was more about the Rockets and their ability to do what they do. Back down to the locker room we go. Rudy Gobert is addressing the media. Probably need to watch the game again. You know, I felt like uh, there was a game of runs, and uh, I think they made. I mean, James got going in the third. We, I feel like offensively, we turned the ball over a little more. We we didn't get as good of shots that we had in the other quarters in that quarter, and uh, you know, they made a run. Mike said he felt like you guys didn't come out with the same energy level that you had in the, in the first half. Do you agree with that? I agree with that. You know, I think it's definitely related. Everyone knows that you focus on what you can do first, but when you get the Rockets' best effort, how good are they? I mean, they're one of the best in the, in the league, you know, so it's, uh, we think we are too. It's always, uh, you know, a particular game because of the way they play, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always a tough game, for sure. With James and Russ getting 38 and 34, like, do, you, do you feel like you obviously kind of followed the game plan, but do you think you followed it well enough or, and they were just making shots or like, was it something you guys could have done more? There's always something we couldn't do more. You know, I think uh, I feel like we did a pretty decent job on, on Russ. Uh, 
you know, he's, he's a very high volume scorer. So it's as long as you don't get let him get too many points in the paint, you know, and you try to make him earn it. Uh, either making shots or you know, that's the only way you can make him earn it. And uh, and James is, you know, we get. I think we can do better. I think we like if if you're gonna be if you're gonna do like be more aggressive on him and double him and do that stuff. He shouldn't be able to get 38 because he gets 38 and all those other guys are also having fun, you know. So we got a pick, you know. Either he's gonna get 50 or I don't know how many 50 hard shots, you know, and uh, we can't let we can't give him everything. After a couple of games of it, what do you think of the strategy of you guarding Russ and you know kind of daring him to shoot? Him? I mean, like I said, I need to watch the game, you know, see what I, what happened. I think I would do it again. You know, I think I would do it again. I think, uh, you know, having Russ being guarded by one of our guards is a is a mismatch. And you know, when I'm guarding him, at least he doesn't get to the rim. You know, so he, he can make shots. Uh, he's gonna miss shots. He's gonna make shots. Uh, but uh, at least he doesn't just break us down and, you know, bring the double team and, you know, find his teammates. You know, we, we allow to, we, we get it, we make him work. That's pretty much it. You know, we work, make him work and he's able to make those shots sometimes and sometimes it's not. So, you know, we, we got to live with that and keep going. Keep yeah, the thing, doing what we do. Sorry, the thing they talk about is transition. Does, does matchups matter there or is that just, you know, uh, that's 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 where I think we can do a better job. You know, I think in half court we did a pretty good job, but when we when we take bad shots or turn the ball over, then they, and they run on us, you know, we it's hard because we we cross match every single time, and we I think we can do a better job communicating and and you know make sure we we cover the rim, the ball in the rim first, and and then we're able to just know who we guarding and. Play accordingly, you know, to the matchups. You spoke last night about the need going forward to come out ready from the outset. About uh, the need to have more focus more often, be more forceful more often. How do you feel the team did in those areas tonight? I think we started the game the right way, you know, uh, with the right mindset. Um, you know, I think, like I said, you know, it's I mean, it was a back-to-back and all that, but. I think we can definitely do a better job, and it's on us to remind ourselves that kind of like push each other, you know, in a way that even when we're a little tired, we we raise our level and raise our focus and communication. I mean, when when even when you're tired, you should be able to talk. It doesn't take much energy to move your lips, and you know, I think we can do better at that for sure. That's Rudy Gobert. Let's go back to you. Thank you very much, Tony. Uh, Rudy Gobert tonight, of course, an awkward matchup with the Houston Rockets, but he had 12.6 rebounds. He did have a couple of block shots. He was 3 of 7 from the field and 6 of 9 from the line. We'll have more coming up next. We'll have more from the locker room for you as well. want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Real quick. 20 seconds to go. BYU on top of Gonzaga, 91-78. to Looks like the Cougs are going to pull big-time upset down at the Marriott Center. We'll get more coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network.
Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jazz fall tonight to the Houston Rockets 120 to 110 here at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Let's get to your master of the glass tonight. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader, with all proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood house. And uh, your master of the glass tonight is not Rudy Gobert. It's almost automatically Rudy. Tonight, split by three different players. Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Jordan Clarkson all had seven rebounds apiece, which is is strange. You know, we're talking about how, uh, PK, this is a, a weird game for Rudy just based on the, the lineups that Houston puts out there. But you would think at, at very least he'd be out there dominating the glass. And tonight they sp- they still out-rebounded uh, the Rockets 46-42, to but they spread it around. It wasn't all Rudy. Well, I can make a case with Houston with the three-pointer doing True. all that they do. There's going to be longer rebounds. True. Great point. And so they're not going to be settling underneath the bucket where Rudy just usually dominates. So uh, tonight uh, the Jazz got uh, a little bit of rebounding help from everybody. In fact, Bogdanovich had six. Uh, Joe Ingles had four uh, coming off the bench. Uh, Jawan Morgan had five in just 13 minutes of play. George Niang Jawan uh, Morgan just three. eats glass. <laughs> he does. You know what? He comes in and plays really hard. He missed uh, He missed one really easy bunny layup. But outside of that, I mean, he has an effect. Uh, this is just not a good uh, matchup for Tony Bradley. And Morgan comes in and takes takes advantage of it. Yeah, he does. Good for him. He's a young kid. I think he's only like 22 years old. Uh, undrafted free agent out of Indiana. I, the thing that I saw or heard anyway was, I don't know who was asking the question, but Donovan Mitchell started to get a little sensitive. Are you saying we didn't play hard? Right. I don't know. Was that Tony? Uh, and then somebody just been. said, I'm just asking the question. Uh, I don't know what the question was because they didn't hear the question. But I think Donovan was right. I can't criticize their effort tonight. I I, I, I can criticize all, all you want last night, but I can't tonight. Right. I, I just have to go to the other team in this case. Obviously, the Jazz could have played better. They could have been a little more focused, a little bit better coming out in the third quarter. But other than that, you know, that the, the effort was there. And the Rockets, I thought, you know, they hit like eight threes in a row in the first half. And I thought, and then they cooled off. And I thought, okay, they're going to hit three some more. But in the second half, it just seemed like it was just one after another. By, and if you're all over Harden, He's given it to some other guys, I mean, role role players, uh, Macklemore. I mean, Macklemore, I thought he was a rapper. I didn't realize he was playing for the Rockets. Macklemore. You know what I mean? Well, he's four of four from three tonight. <laughs> four yeah. of four from the field, all from three. Right, all points. from three. Yeah. Come on, man. That's 12 points. What's he shooting from three? I'd have to go look that up. So, I mean, he was just sensational. And he was a high draft pick, and now he's found a little niche coming off the bench for the Rockets. But, you know, when you have the pressure that Harden and Westbrook put on you, and even Eric Gordon is an accomplished scorer, those other guys, when they shoot, they're going to be wide open. Uh, Street cred Austin Rivers is going to be wide open. So they ought to be able to make some shots. Uh, Mecklemore, by the way, 38.5% from three this year. Well, he was 100% tonight. (laughs) He was was, uh, very good tonight. There's no doubt about it. All right, let's uh, throw things back down to the locker room. Tony Parks is standing by with Mike Conley. On a rhythm before the All-Star break, do you think this week off kind of hurt you guys? Um, You know, I 
I don't think so. Overall, I think it'll be good. It was good for us. You know, a lot of guys needed that. Um, but you know, it's two tough, two tough games. You know, coming off the break and um, teams that you know won the Spurs and, and Houston that we know um, we have history with it. They were going to be tough coming in. So um, I, I just think that we we just started a little bit slower. You know, then we probably liked. Um, we just got to find our rhythm a little bit earlier in games and and then try to you know limit them to. Um, you know, tougher opportunities. I think everything became a little bit easier uh, as the game went on. Mike, being a good defensive team is hard, but are there a number of things that this team needs to do to make it easier on themselves to do some of the hard things? Well, yeah, I think individually we just got to continue to take the challenge uh, um, defensively because, um, you know, when, we, when we're locked in one-on-one, it, it doesn't require to help, you know, help other guys and, and rotations don't have to happen and um, and we can, we're capable of doing that, and uh, and we've done it in a lot of games this season. And obviously, this team is is a little unique the way they play, and um, and you have to be willing. You know, they're going to make some tough shots, but continue to be aggressive with them. Continue to be forceful, um, and, and just try to you know fight every possession. Tonight was the fact that that it was a unique matchup versus maybe effort. You know, that those, those sorts of things that maybe you guys can control more. Versus yeah. them being just a, a unique opponent. Yeah, um, you know, I think a lot of it is is what we can control. You know, just our effort and our ability to come out with a mindset that, you know, we will be the team to hit first and and get every single loose ball, get every single rebound. Um, that's the kind of mindset we have to have. And you know, we're not good enough to just walk into games and 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 play lackadaisical and take possessions off. And uh, and and a good teams like tonight will beat us. You know Harden and Westbrook, they're going to get their points. Is there anything you could have done differently, though, to maybe slow them down a bit tonight? Um, you know, I thought that uh, our game plan was, was similar to our last time we played them, and um, and those guys are going to do what they do. I think a lot of the, the opportunities, like Covington, make some, made some big shots, and Macklemore and um, Gordon and those guys, I think they made some timely baskets to kind of continue to push and stretch leads. Um, and those are the guys we got to kind of contain. And because, uh, you know, with Russ and Harden, it's, you can throw traps at them. You can do whatever you want, but um, they're going to get. You know, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to get to the free throw line. They're going to make plays. So, um, you know, I thought we 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 did did pretty good with our game plan. We just had to be you know, a little bit more forceful. Mike, it seemed like you guys got on a pretty good roll in the second quarter, and then coming out of halftime, things the wheels <coughs> kind of fell off. What changed? Um, I think it was. It really was. You know, a lot of the things I've been talking about earlier I think our our effort in the third quarter was and our energy was low uh, in the third quarter I should say I think we didn't come out with the same energy that we left the, the first half with um, the group that was in the game that's in that second quarter really just you know got the crowd involved pushed the tempo uh, played defense did all the things to kind of get us in the game and, and we came out in that third quarter we just seemed to you know not have that same energy and they took advantage of it. It seemed, like you, it seemed like you were a little bit upset. I'm not trying to get you in trouble with some of the calls that were being made or maybe the inequality of the calls versus maybe some of the plays that was Harden was making versus what you were doing. Is that true? Um, there were a few that I thought that I did the same thing that James did or Russ did, and they got free throws, and we got to take it out on the side. So uh, it was frustrating, but that wasn't the reason you know, that, that we lost. And... I think, if anything, we we focused on it too much. I know I did in particular. Just a little bit, got a little angry with that and um, lost a little bit of focus there, and that's on me. But uh, as a team, you know, we have to learn and keep moving forward and control what we control. And there's going to be nights like that, and, uh, and we just got to be better.
Because that's Mike Conley. Let's go back to him. Thank you very much there, Tone. Uh, Mike Conley tonight, 5 of 15, shooting 1 of 6 from 3. He had 13 points. He did have 7 assists and uh, 7 rebounds. And again, you heard him comment uh, on the on the refing and the fouls. And, and I'm telling you, PK, Houston only went to the line 14 times. I How mean, many did Jazz go? Uh, Jazz went to the line 24 times. They were 19 <laughs> of, of 24. And this is a Houston team that goes to the line the most in the NBA. In fact, give me a second and I can tell you exactly how many times they're used to going to the line. Uh, let's see. Uh, PK, normally they go to the line 26.4 times. So I know these are questions coming from media. Okay, if I hear one more question about the refs, I'm going to do like Mark Pope and shave my head. By the way, BYU did win. (laughs) And uh, we didn't get to see, we didn't get to hear it, but apparently Mark just gave a pretty spirited interview Oh, I was fired up. On, I didn't uh, even hear what he said. On ESPN. <laughs> but I could tell he was all emotional. Yeah. And it's college. I re- revel in it. Why not? And that's that's the biggest win for BYU basketball in quite some time. So, History. Yeah. History? Yeah. Yeah. Tournament. The last year. There. Yeah. I was going <laughs> to say, are we getting ourselves? Didn't Danny Ainge have a legendary moment where, you know. Greatest individual play in college basketball history. God, we're, we're just full of grandiose no, statements a, in this segment. Fact. Didn't they beat Gonzaga when they were number one in the country? Yeah, they did. But I'm talking that the play that Ainge did against yes, Notre Dame, right? Was the single greatest play in college basketball history. Yeah, we have a mutual friend that enjoyed that particular game. I don't know who. Oh, yeah. I see where you go. Ooh, man. Throw some gas on that fire, buddy. <laughs> uh, all right. The Jazz lose tonight to the Rockets. 120 uh, to 110. Salt Lake Tribune tomorrow. I, I'm glad you, you understood what I was getting at right there. <laughs> go YouTube it. <laughs> all right. Let's get to your uh, three-point takeover tonight because that, that really was the story of the game. Three-point takeover sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. The Jazz tonight from three, not good. Seven of 31, 22.5%. They were led tonight. Really, they only had one player make more than one three tonight, PK, which is just crazy. Jordan Clarkson was two of five. Everybody else only made one. Bogdanovich, one of six. Conley, one of six. Ingles, one of three. Mitchell, one of six. Royce O'Neal, one of three. And Quinn Snyder was asked if it was something the Rockets were doing defensively or they just missed. Quinn said he was happy with the looks his team got, and sometimes they just don't go down. I mean, how many games are you going to see uh, Bogdanovich and Mitchell go two for 12? Or Bogdanovich, Mitchell, and Conley go three for 18? Yeah, you have three guys at one for six. I really think for Joe... You know, he he won't say it because he, he won't make any excuses when we have him on DJ and PK on Thursdays. Uh, but it's really hard to get in any kind of flow when you're just not shooting that much. And obviously when Conley's in the game, Joe isn't shooting that much. You can just, just look at the stats. Uh, so, you know, he goes one for three, three for five from the field. That's okay. Uh, but it's hard for him. He, he needs to He needs to get up more shots, but... There's only so many shots to be had, and you can't. Not everybody can shoot the ball. And you're right; the three three point shooters in the starting lineup, Bogdanovich, Conley, and Mitchell, each one for six. That's just not going to happen for you. 
You're not, you're not going to have success. It's going to be that much more difficult, particularly when you're playing a prolific three-point shooting right. game. If you're playing somebody who's maybe in the pack, which the Rockets aren't, maybe you got a shot. Well, the Rockets, they, they lead the way, and they may not be leading in percentage right now, but they've just committed to the small ball basically in the last couple of weeks. So anything they did before really doesn't compare to what they're doing now going forward. Once they made that Capella trade, they just made the loud and clear statement, this is the way we're going to go. Somewhere Don Nelson on Maui is lighting something up, celebrating. Because he's loving honestly, it. Yeah. <laughs> he's loving I mean, it. He, this, this guy was something that, they know, that he tried to do for years. Yep. He was always unorthodox. I don't think this is unorthodox, by the way. It was back in the day, but I think this is the way they believe they should believe. They believe this is actually the orthodox way for the Houston Rockets to do this. They're ahead of the curve. This is well, They recognize what their skill level is, what their talents are, how best can they win and they put it on excellent display tonight. All right, uh, your final tonight, 120-110. to The Rockets beat the Utah Jazz. Coming up next, we'll get PK's final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to the Phoenix Suns. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. More straight ahead on the Jazz Radio Network. It's uh, your Jazz Game Night post-game show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz fall to the Rockets tonight at home, 120-110. to They are now 36-20 and on the year, 20-7 and at home. The Rockets also now at 36-20. and They are 17-12 and on the road. And these games, we talked to Lock and Boone about it. PK, these games are, are really, really important. Now the Rockets have uh, the season series 2-1. to one. Yeah. And the tiebreaker as well. And, you know, if, if the last, what, three, four years in the Western Conference has taught us anything, PK, is the seeding, it's going to come down to the, the final night. Every game's going to matter. Yeah, I think as a consumer of the sport, I actually like that. You know, obviously I want the Jazz to finish as high as possible because I want them to have the longest run in the playoffs as they possibly can for selfish reasons. And I know our listeners want to have it because they're fans, and I understand that completely, and I agree with you. Uh, and this just makes it that much more difficult You know, I was hoping once the All-Star break hit that they would avoid some serious letdowns and they've got to get going. And, hey, you know, the Suns aren't good. They beat the Bulls tonight. But you got a kid like Booker, he can go for 40. And, you know, Rubio teams, guys used to usually play well against their former teams. Essentially, the Jazz didn't want them. And so, you know, he may be fired up. And then they got the Celtics on Wednesday. The Celtics are a really good team. They've so, got the Celtics twice in the next couple of weeks, yeah. It's tough. Tough right. to beat these guys. That's an 8.30 start. They pushed it back. I don't know if people know that. Uh, it was supposed to be 8, but it's going to be 8.30 on a Wednesday night. So, But that's the way it should be. You know, you're not going to get a, it's not gonna get a bunch of cream puffs where you just kill everybody. It's going to be hard. No doubt it's going to be hard. It's a tough league. It's a good league. Uh, you don't go that long without playing some really good teams. And the Jazz are a good team. And they've shown it many times. Now they've got to show it again. So, old Jerry Sloan thing, you know, when 
got some struggle. Let's see what you're made of type thing. Well, yeah, they're going to have to dig deep. Um, you know, effort was certainly uh, a big topic of conversation against San Antonio. Quinn Snyder was asked if the effort was better tonight. He, he said it was, but he said the San Antonio game did not exactly set a great standard for that. So uh, Quinn Snyder still looking for more from his team. And you heard Rudy say that the effort tonight wasn't the, as good in the second half as it was in the well, first. Well, the third quarter, Conley said that too. They didn't come out with the same emotion, same fire, that type of thing. They've got to find ways to be consistent. That's what I said earlier in the pregame hours ago. This is a really good team. Now they've got to find a way to play at a high level more consistently because they're certainly capable of doing it. We saw it in the first half. The Rockets were on fire themselves, and then the Jazz with Clarkson, the place was electric, man. It was going berserko, and they channeled it then. Now they've got to find ways to channel it more often, particularly when you play a team like this. You you basically have to match them offensively. You know, they did it down in uh, Houston a couple of Sundays ago. They didn't do it as much tonight. Uh, no, they did not. And, and if these teams are going to match up again in the playoffs, it's uh, yet another thing that the, the Jazz are going to have to tackle. And, you know, some team's going to have to do it because James Harden is is really, really good. And they're finding out a way. And I don't think it was working as well earlier in the year, but they're finding out a way to, to make Russell Westbrook an efficient player, which is not something that I think I thought was entirely possible. But by going small, PK, uh, they they space things out for him and it it makes him effective and I asked Locke about the way that they defended Russ tonight you know it seemed like they were giving him a little too much of a cushion but he was right you know you'll take Russell Westbrook taking those shots because it means James Harden isn't and if he's knocking down mid range jumpers at a forty percent clip you'll take it yeah and I think Westbrook is right up there with LeBron LeBron obviously is a bigger man and but in terms of being a locomotive to the basket right oh yeah I and totally agree if you can reduce that plus that thing just there's two points and then there's two points that get your team all fired up right and when he does that type of stuff it just that you can see it when they're on the road everybody in their bench goes nuts and it gets everybody fired up so i thought the jazz curtailed that to a good degree but the two of them they're two superstars offensively and they're capable and they got it done all right, PK, hit us with a, a couple of final thoughts from you before we close the book on this one and uh, get ready for the Suns on Monday night. A better effort tonight than last night. This is the NBA, and, you know, get back at it. I don't know what they're going to do tomorrow. Obviously, they'll have a shoot-around on Monday and get ready to get back in the win column because beating the Suns, while no one's going to be having any eye-openers over it, it counts the exact same thing in the standings as it does beating the Rockets. And so the good thing about it is you got the Suns coming in at home. you still got three more games at home before we got on the road for five out of six i think that one that they have coming home in that five out of six is toronto is a very good ball club obviously in the east so you got plenty of opportunities to reestablish anything that you lost because it's not like the teams that you're in the clump with are going to run away the lakers are on a higher level but those other teams are right there and one loss or two losses in february is not going to change it you know you get to the point of April, maybe. But the point being, when April, you don't have time. Here, since we still have, what, 26 games to go, they still have time to make up for it and start it going. I believe the talent is there to get where they need to be. 
All right, we want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone doing a terrific job as usual tonight. Thanks to Tony Parks doing locker rooms and sidelines. Thanks to the broadcast assistants working on tonight's show. Thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the postgame show. I want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Uh, check it out online at markmillersubaru.com. Your, uh, want to finally thank you, PK. This was a lot of fun tonight. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime I can come in and talk basketball in February and into March and April and maybe one year June. Hey, hey. Who wouldn't want to do it? It's fun. I got a great job. I'm so lucky. 120, 120, excuse me, to 110 is your final jazz fall to the Rockets. Next up, the Phoenix Suns Monday night. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 6. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.